Welcome into another podcast episode for Codings Pro Magazine. I'm Stephanie Chizik, Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro. Today joining us is Jim Kunkel. He's Manager of Business Development for Accreditation and Certification, and he's with the newly formed Association for Material Protection and Performance, or AMP, which is the result of the merger of the Society for Protective Coatings, or SSPC, and NACE International. We're also recording the video of this chat, so head on over to our website or to YouTube if you'd prefer to check in to the video version. Thanks so much for joining us, Jim. Stephanie, it's an honor to be here with you today, and I'm really looking forward to working with you in the future. Me too. I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds. So let's maybe start by giving our listeners and viewers now a bit of your background. So for the, for the association, for AMP, I'm the manager of business development for the accreditation programs, which would be the old SSBCQP programs, and also for certification programs. And the certification programs would be related to the craft worker certifications, the inspector certifications. But my background with the Society for Protective Cuttings has been working with owners, engineers, and specification firms to incorporate the programs such as QP and the certifications uh, into uh, the uh, specification job requirements and things like that. Um, I'm a certified protective coating specialist, and I also have a, a training in uh, quality control systems, um, protective coatings inspector, concrete coatings inspector. So, you know, when it comes related to coatings, you know, I have a pretty good depth of knowledge of the industry. Although I don't have a lot of practical hands-on experience, I do work a lot with contractors, so I know exactly what they go through in a given day and related to project work and, you know, what, what environment they're currently facing uh, in, this, uh, in this year, 2021. Yeah, I mean, you clearly have a very uh, sort of wide spectrum of your experience, which I'm sure helps you to be able to talk to those people who are in the field and kind of know what their pain points are. Um, I've also certainly, I met you years ago when we were in the, you know, at the trade shows and convention centers, and that's a, probably a big portion of your job from what I understand as far as, you know, giving the trainings and those kinds of things. So things have been different these days, you know, how, how is that working out for you? So what I normally would do, you know, I had a pretty heavy travel schedule, like you said, with conferences and, and trade events and things like that, but also going on site if it's an oil and gas company, if it's a wastewater operation, or if it's, you know, even working internationally in South America, where I work with a lot of different government entities and a lot of the national oil companies. So now instead of getting on an airplane or getting in a vehicle and driving, um, now I'm doing all my traveling virtually. And actually, for me, it, it's been a seamless transition, although at the beginning of the pandemic, let's say March, April time frame, when things really started to kick in, sometimes offices were closed, um, people weren't readily available uh, to do sessions and things like that. But as, we, as you know, the business environment got acclimated to COVID and different types of regulations and lockdowns and things like that, um, it became a little bit more consistent, just like if you're physically there, now you're just doing everything on Zoom, either Skype or, or Teams and those type of different portal systems that are available uh, for, uh, for you know, businesses. Do you find that uh, it's, it's more of like a real-time availability of being able to talk to these people in the field? I, I just have to imagine that you know, they're probably able to get a much quicker response because you don't have to hop on a plane or that kind of thing. And, and if that's maybe one of the silver linings that's potentially come out of, of this and how it could, you know, affect the industry potentially long term. It, it, it actually has. And give you a good example, 
some months ago I had a, a session with a, a Department of Transportation, and um, they had their field inspectors also participate while they were at on break at job sites. So we were able to go through a lot of different things related to some of the standards, and then obviously I was able to update them on where the current state was between International, I'm sorry, NACE International and the SSPC merger. Uh, but it was kind of neat because if I was physically there, we would probably have the conference call them in, but virtually they can take it from an iPhone, you know, uh, an Android phone. They can take it from an iPad, laptop, you know, desktop, whatever, and it worked out beautifully uh, just for the availability. And, th and there has been times where I've had um, engineering firms say, listen, we're, we want to have a lunch and learn. Can you be available tomorrow to do a lunch and learn? And, you know, I take advantage of that. Or if a major company, uh, coding manufacturer, says, hey, we're having, a, we're having a webinar. Would you like to participate tomorrow or next week, whenever it is? Again, instantaneously, if my schedule is available, I'm there. I'll do it. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to the Corrosion Show this year, too. Uh, that's going to be virtual. And I think, you know, to touch on a few of your points, that people who might not normally be able to attend are going to be able to go. Or if you have a really busy schedule, you can probably, you know, fit in a few different sessions, sort of, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I think it's there are some opportunities, certainly. Are you seeing any other opportunities out there that that might have this this specific situation might have long term effects on? Well, I think it, it does come to the aspect of these uh, conferences and events. Now, what's nice about the virtual is that the, the events have improved. And, and from what I've learned uh, related to the Corrosion 21, uh, 2021, um, it's not going to be a, a basic, you know, get on Zoom and do things on Zoom. Um, there's going to be a lot behind it and, and obviously a lot around it as well. So it should be a very robust virtual show. I know earlier, in, you know, in 2020 when people were going to virtual, it tended to be more basic Zoom type things where people would present and you could watch them and you could interact a little bit. But, you know, I know that the R organization at least has really looked into, you know, ways to improve that virtual experience um, so that when we can get back into having the physical experience, um, at least it helps get, get us through this time period until uh, the pandemic gets under control and we're able to all come back together again. And we all will. We all will. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's great points. And you're also sort of touching on, too, what we've already mentioned briefly is the new the merger of SSPC and NACE International. And so, you know, how that also might be affecting the industry moving forward. Are you are you seeing or hearing things that kind of, you know, might help us take us to the next level of, of uh, the industry, the coatings industry, the corrosion industry, what have you? Well, I can tell you, 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 know, you know, past history, the merger was attempted years back. It, it didn't work out this time with the the position of the industry and as we're moving into further into the 21st century you know we have a thing coming up in this industry uh, that we all work in both corrosion side and also the coating side digital transformation and that also comes to place with uh, organizations organizations either grow or they, they they die and this is an opportunity for both NACE International and SSPC the Society for Protective Coatings to evolve with the industry but also branch out and get into other types of aspects and touch points that we can with other different industries globally. And that's where the opportunity is for our association is to, is to move into the uh, more and deeper into the global industries and become connected with um, a lot of different aspects, research, development, manufacturing, the owners, the assets, everything that's out there, materials. 
So it's a great opportunity for our organization. And I'm, I'm very, uh, very happy to say that everybody I talk to really support it. Um, I think the challenge we have is obviously we have a new name now and we have to get out there and talk about who we are, what we are, and also lay out the groundwork that, you know, we're not going to be just a, a corrosion organization and a protective coatings organization. We're going to um, grow. We're going to evolve into something very, very special. Yeah, I, I love that you mentioned the global aspect of it. I think, um, to me, one of the best parts about my job, at least, is the, the uh, opportunity to get to be a part of this amazing community of, of contractors and the coding world. And whenever I talk about it with my friends or people who are not in the industry, it's interesting because they just don't understand until I point it out of what a broad reach that corrosion and um, coatings, in particular, as a mitigation, you know, as system, so to speak. But how how broadly they can cover not only you know our lives but also just globally how how much it you know affects everyone it's it's fascinating to me oh definitely and you know to the point where you say you know you talk to your friends and tell them what you what you do and they don't understand it you know when i first started with sspc i would explain to what i do you know working with owners engineers and specification firms and my friends would say wait a minute but you're not selling a widget you're not selling anything to them they're just putting it into specification and, you know, when I pointed out to them, I guess the best way to describe it was to say, okay, let me do it this way. I know my title sales, but I'm more like an evangelist. I go out there and I'm really spreading the information, the knowledge, but also showing owners and showing asset, you know, people who go out there to protect assets. There is a different way uh, to uh, work with an organization like ours, but also with contractors, with the uh, paint manufacturers with all these different entities and that's what's unique about you know where coatings pro focuses on contractors and sspc we are primarily you know looked as a really as a uh, contracting you know we work a lot with contractors is that now with amp it's a partnership it brings industries together educators together researchers together engineers uh coding contractors blast and paint shops manufacturers it brings the whole communities together and um, you know as I look at the communities of interest that we'll create globally that's going to be really powerful and uh, you know again w the, the there's no limit to what we really can do with this association yeah I, I really see it as kind of like um, one of those like color wheels where you know you might have the the contractors over here and the assets over here and in between You've got the inspector, the engineer, the specifier, you know, all different kinds of the user, the end user at that map, you know. And so and we're basically the, the goal is to be able to give them a chance to, to, to talk to who they need to talk to. I think it's a great opportunity. We are the bridge. We are the bridge and we will provide the, the pathway for everyone to work together to improve um, both, um, you know, really prove all industries. Um, but also focus on the challenges that we have ahead of us. You know, we've got aging infrastructure globally, you know, just as much as we talk here in North America about uh, bridge uh, bridge and highway structures and the power grid, you know, the same things are happening in different other parts of the world as well. So, you know, and we really need to tackle a lot of these big issues, but also look too at future technologies and how we can be involved with future technologies. So uh, it's, it's a, an interesting time and you think about it, uh, yourself, myself, you know, we're, we're really the, the beginning. We're the pioneers related to the organization. So, you know, I can imagine I'm, I'm going to be 55 in May, you know, in 20, 30 years, you know, let's say, you know, I come back in a, to a, one of the conferences with AMP just to see the next generation, what they're doing. 
And that's really what I find interesting is the generational work that we're laying out and that we're working with um, young professionals. We're working with craft workers. Again, we're working with universities and, and educators. So it's, it's, it's pretty, a pretty neat uh, job to have. I'm real happy with what I do and the organization I work with. Yes, exciting time for sure. And, and that's actually a, a kind of a perfect segue. So you've set it up for the future. You've been in the industry for 13 years. You know, how have you seen the industry change over that time? Well, I've seen um, the biggest change for me has been related to the digitalization, the digital transformation that's going on. The other thing is a corporization. For example, with contractors, you know, 13 years ago, and, you know, you go back in time, there were, there were, there still are. But you had a family-owned contracting operation. So like I can say they're still there, but we're seeing over the last number of years corporate, corporate, uh, the corporatization, corporations coming in and purchasing these operations and then putting them into their portfolio. I do believe that trend will continue to happen. And obviously, you know, when we're looking at these big general contractors and things like that, they want to be kind of a, you know, one stop. They do everything from, you know, design, build, the construction and all that other type of stuff that goes with it. So I do see that consolidation going on. Um, it's not a bad thing, um, but it's also an opportunity. And then the other challenge, too, that we have more now is it's very difficult in North America. And when I travel in Latin America, it's not not always the same in Latin America when it comes to the labor force. But here in North America, you know, we are having a challenge in getting uh, craft workers, you know, getting the young generation to come into the trades. And, you know, I've had opportunity where I've, I've met, um, you know, a brace of blasters who make really, really good money. And it doesn't matter gender. It doesn't matter, you know, what your focus, are, focus is. There's a great opportunity to come, you know, from high school, go into the trades, and to make a really good living. And then guess what? When you decide one day, I, I really don't like to be a blaster or a painter. Um, I want to become an inspector. If you've worked your career path out properly, you have a perfect segue to go into the next level of your career and really, uh, really get a long-term uh, career that's rewarding and, and um, very fulfilling. Yeah, there's definitely the potential, I would, I would say, for growth within the industry. And at least in my experience, the people who I talk to on the contractor side who um, we do, you know, something called a, a, a profile with them where they we really interview them and talk to them about how they got started in the industry. And a lot of times it's because their dad or their grandfather or someone, you know, was already in the industry. And so they, they were familiar with it. Um, and I think that's really interesting because it kind of shows that people don't necessarily purposely come into the industry, but they find themselves here and they find that they love it and that that it's a good home for them. So, you know, you don't have to you don't have to know exactly that you want to be in the coatings industry, for example, to find your way here, probably like both of both of us, you know. You know, and then being involved either in commercial painting or industrial painting, you know, it, it's it's a it's a noble thing to do, and and it's needed. It's vital. I mean, that's what protects our infrastructure. And you know, you know more than anybody. If you don't put the you know a coating system on on these assets, you know, they're going to succumb to corrosion. They're going to fail. So if we want to get a longer life cycle out of whatever the asset is, we got to make sure we maintain it, we preserve it, and we protect it. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great tagline, Jim. I love that. <laughs> um, you also you mentioned the co consolidation on the contractor side. Just I, you know, I've also seen it on the the coating manufacturer side. So, 
especially at like the International Roofing Expo, where they'll have a lot of these little roof coating manufacturers are starting to either join forces together or be, you know, um, purchased by a larger associate or a larger uh, coating manufacturer. So I definitely I've seen that trend as well on that side of the house, too. It's interesting. Yeah, you definitely see that, you know, you know, Sherwin Williams or a, a PPG or an international, you know, um, well, AXO, you know, you see a lot of uh, acquisitions going on. Uh, you know, that trend also goes globally, too. You know, in Latin America, there's been a lot in South America, there's been a lot of consolidation uh, with the coning manufacturers, some of them from the majors, uh, but some of them from the regional players in, in South America as well. That's interesting. That'll be an interesting one to, to, to kind of stay on top of, too, as the year progresses. I'm sure it'll just be continuing as we continue through the year. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is with the technologies that are changing, you know, now you're starting to read stories about, you know, self-healing coatings, ballistic coatings, um, the antimicrobials that are coming out. You know, even, you know, I just recently did a, an interview uh, with a scientist related to pillable coatings that could be used in turn inside and outside. And it's just amazing to see the technologies that are coming. Now, back to the trades, that requires specialized, certified surface preparation personnel and coding application personnel as well. Inspectors. Yeah, absolutely. Have to have the right people doing it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I also wanted to touch on before we close out our chat today is you are incredible at social media. Um, I've definitely seen you over on LinkedIn, very interactive, YouTube. I think you also do Twitter and Facebook. So do you have any tips for our listeners out there who might be interested in using social media for their business? You know, which platforms for which types of things or just what you've experienced? So my, my first advice would be uh, be brave and do it. Just go out there and do it. So I started my YouTube channel uh, in, at the beginning of 2020. And uh, if you people go back and watch the first videos I did, um, interviews, they were really horrible. <laughs> um, you know, I was nervous. The editing was bad, but I got better over time. So I learned a lot about myself, but also how to edit and do a lot of things like that. But the nice thing about it is I encounter and I've acquired a lot of different information. And that's what I really want to be able to do is provide the information to people, but also want to show to others that this industry we work in is absolutely a very exciting industry. And LinkedIn has been the most powerful tool, resource tool for me, both as a professional business development person, but also as a professional, and then also too to get information out there, the interactions that I have. You know, I do a daily quiz question. Um, I do Global Topic, which is on the YouTube channel. And then I do a thing called Two Minute Lessons every weekend where I'll have short uh, two-minute lessons on different different topics related to coatings and corrosion. But um, engage people, you know, like and share stuff that you really get like and you really like and find interesting, but also communicate with people. You know, if they post something like, you know, jobs, you know, flooring job, and you you can say nice job or, hey, that looks great. But, you know, for me, I'm, I'm being very sincere when I do say that because um, I'm impressed with the quality of work that I see out there, and I really love companies that go, hey, we're a quality contractor, and this is the work we do, and this is why you want to work with us. So, you know, I, I say LinkedIn. Obviously, you know, Facebook has its own thing. Um, I'm now um, trying things re regarding um, IGTV or Instagram TV, you know, doing the short lessons on there as well. So, you know, I could see Instagram um, 
probably a little bit of, um, you know, YouTube, obviously. LinkedIn is probably the primary source, I think, for everybody to really use. It's a great resource. Okay, great. Thank you for that. those tips, yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to add before we uh, end our chat today? Well, what I'd like to say is, you know, if anybody would want to, um, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, um, just search under James Kunkel. Please connect with me. Um, if you're an owner, if you're a specification writer, if you are an engineering firm and you really need some type of, again, I'm not a consultant, I'm not a consultant, but I'm a resource for you. If you want to know more about contractor accreditation, you want to know more about quality craft worker certification from AMP, please reach out to me. You know, I could do a 15, 20 minute, half hour session with you, lunch and learn virtually. And, you know, this way you get a lot of good information and understand and make an informed decision when you're redoing your spec or you're looking to add things in related to standards. And I have a good knowledge related to SSPC uh, standards and uh, some of the industry standards that are out there as well associated with protective coding. So, you know, please uh, feel, feel free to utilize me as a resource uh, to help you in your, in your jobs, in your profession. That's perfect. Yeah, I, I will... Uh... I'll, I'll give a testimonial that, you know, you are, a, you're a great asset. So I think people should definitely reach out to you. Um, like I said before, check out his, his YouTube, connect on LinkedIn and all the other social media platforms and, and, you know, reach out, communicate and see, you know, it's definitely social media is supposed to be social. So let's use it that way and get what we need to get done. And that's the way it's supposed to be used. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks again to Jim Kunkel. He's manager of business development for accreditation and certification at the newly formed AMP, A-M-P-P. -P. Thanks so much, Jim, for joining us today. And hopefully you'll we'll get to connect again sometime in person, hopefully in the future. Thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Everyone have a great day. Thank you. And as always, happy coding. Calling all codings contractors. We have a great resource for you. Codings Pro Magazine provides you with the latest news, trends, and technologies for your coding needs. And the best part? It's completely free to anyone who signs up. Simply visit codingspromag.com slash subscribe. Codings Pro. Know what the pros know.